0: The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dakis.
1: Welcome into to Sports Time on a Tuesday. Bryant and Brett with you for the next three hours. And we've got a ton to get to the Tigers are 1-0 in, uh, to start their basketball season without Penny Hardaway on the bench. Uh, we have Monday night football last night, college football. We still uh, need to recap a lot of what happened over the
2: weekend. So a ton to get to. Uh, but, Brett, uh, how are you doing this afternoon? I, I'm doing great, and I thought the Tiger game went almost, except for, I didn't think that the offensive production would be that high. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't think Jackson State would play so up and down like yeah. they did in you know the Tigers had to be saying thank you. We 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 welcome this with 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 you know the athleticism and the the depth that they have you know over Jackson State, but the game kind of played out you know very much like I thought. I think I said sixty four to fifty. So I, think, I think something, something like that. Fourteen yeah. point margin. Tigers win by seventeen, and and really everybody got to play. When I looked at the box score, I said the biggest thing I couldn't wait till the game was over. And when I saw the official box and went to the number of players that played, kind of nine minutes or more and got some good run, I was surprised that uh, Carl Sharon Font didn't play yeah. play more. He, he might play seventeen minutes sure. Friday night in Columbia. Yeah, who, who knows? So you know, good sorting out first day of college basketball. I found myself watching more college basketball last night. Good. Than I ever dreamed I would, and really because of the Monday night football game, and I hate this word, you know I do. Boring. Yeah, uh, I hate that word. Yeah, one it won a great game. I didn't
1: see we, we much had a family any friend
2: that if we ever said boring, bored <laughs> around, ooh, she she would light us up. That's great, and and, and I, I I never forgot that, but it just didn't do anything for me. But the college basketball did. I listened to most of the Tiger game, yep. to our friend Dave Ocean mm-hmm. and Matt Dillon, and yep. just loved it and, and all their coverage. I listened to some of the Ole Miss-Alabama State yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I listened to some of the Arkansas game yeah. and watched a lot on, on television. And in the Alabama State-Ole Miss game, the Tigers are going to play both of those teams sure are. and going to play Alabama State soon. Uh, T.J. Madlock had a really mm-hmm. good game for yeah. Alabama State, and, and Amar Knox. Amar Knox, yeah,
1: former Tiger, uh, or former Tiger commit, I guess I should uh-huh. say, had a good game. Look, I, I was saying this um, last week, I don't know if, if we ever had the conversation about it, but I know I told Johnny, I, and I know uh, I told my little brother Connor, this Alabama State team could be a, a fun team to watch um, this season, when you look at TJ Madlock, obviously Tony Madlock's son, uh, he also went to Houston High School, um, which is where I went, so so some ties there. Um, like you said, Amar Knox, former Memphis commit, um, to Darius Jake. Uh, Jacobs Tadarius Jacobs, I believe his name is. He was a former walk on at Memphis. I, I don't they know were if
2: physical you know, with Ole Miss. They're very
1: physical. They've got a seven foot one center that they got from a, a JUCO down in Georgia. Um, they've got a transfer from Georgetown on their team. I mean, this is a team that uh, we that Tony. could be fun to watch. We love Tony Madlock, and, and just the job he's done has been really fun to watch. He, he, he's
2: so beloved, of course, here in Memphis yeah. and by the you know, Tiger faithful. He's loved at Ole Miss. Yo, for, yeah. for those years with Andy Kennedy. And speaking of AK, one of the shockers of the day, but it was a great game. Overtime loss for UAB to Bradley. Wow, I didn't even know um, they lost that game. I mean, with
1: my night going straight from here to the Tiger game, I got home. I was I so tired. I didn't think I would outdo
2: you on anything with college basketball I, today. I'm, I'm happy for you, Brad. I really am. SEC with one loss. That was yeah. Georgia yesterday afternoon. AAC with one loss that was last night, UAB at home, to Bradley.
1: Yeah, and so, uh, no, that's a that's a surprising loss. But Bradley, you know, they're, they're one of those teams that, uh, that can really uh, hurt you if you're not expecting them, but that's a, a loss I didn't really expect yesterday.
2: I, I couldn't hang for UCLA or I, USC.
1: I, I, well, I couldn't watch either of them. I was going to try to stay up if I could watch either of them, but I couldn't, both being on um, Pac-12 Networks. Counting down the days, Brett, until the Pac-12 is no longer, so that I don't have to worry about Pac-12 Network. Down I'm so sick pack. and
2: tired of the Pac-12 Network trying to watch some of these early season games. It really was the personification, almost emblematic, of the fall of the Pac. Oh, is yeah. Is the, the rollout, the distribution, the carriage, mm-hmm. the disinterest. yes. The, their network killed them.
1: Oh, I, I, you're absolutely right, and I mean it, it. Just makes no sense to me because the way the SEC network did it, the way ACC network did it, is how you have to do it. You have to get it on television, and then also offer all of those games through a service like ESPN Plus. Fox, if, if you wanted to do if you were the Pac-12 and you wanted to have something with Fox or something like that, you could still have a way where you could watch those uh, those games through the Fox Sports app or through something. That's the great thing about um, SEC Network and ACC Network. Um, that game last night for uh, for Ole Miss, uh, that game was on. SEC Network Plus. Well, if you don't have SEC Network, you can't watch anything with SEC Network Plus, but it's also offered as an ESPN Plus game, so you can still watch those games, and that's how you can do it. The way Pac-12's done it is they've just kind of isolated themselves to only people out on the West Coast, and you can't watch those games, and people just lose interest. People I mean, cut, it's, cut it's them impossible. out. Yeah, and, and UCLA's supposed to be a team that's going to be really good this year. They just, um, I think late last week, got eligibility for one of their international players that's going to be a freshman, that's going to be a lottery draft pick. So it's just a shame that these early season games for the Pac-12 are all being played on Pac-12 Network where nobody can watch them.
2: And the stunner of the night. Oh, man. The totem pole, the statue, the worship that they have. And he is a great coach. But don't we get a little ahead of ourselves Hmm. about Tom Izzo and his one title – well, Brett, it's not March yet. You wait till March oh, rolls no around. No kidding. And <laughs> last night, Michigan State first November home loss since David Robinson and Amazing. Navy beat them in 1986, and first season opening loss in East Lansing since 1970 wow. when Gus Ganakis was head coach. If I'm pronouncing it right. Your guess is as good as mine. Nineteen seventy to yeah, Northern incredible. Illinois that preceded Judd Heathcote. Wow, wow, I, that that's
1: remarkable. It really is. And in that game last night, I mean, we were keeping tabs on it. I was able to see um, most of overtime after the the Tigers game was over. And and man, I mean. The James Madison just came to play, and now and you who made James Madison. I was about to say, look over at James Madison, nine and zero in, schedule in football. In baseball. Oh yeah, for for real. When baseball rolls around, stay away. But nine and zero in football, and now one and zero with a win over the fourth ranked team in the country for basketball. I mean, it can't get much better for James Madison athletics
2: and real movement for James Madison in football yeah. to be allowed to go to the Sun Belt Championship game and subsequent to, after that to to a, a bowl, and they should.
1: Absolutely, I'm glad to see that. Hopefully, um, the the right people who are going to be uh, making a ruling on this makes the right call because it, it's just I understand, um, you know, wanting to try to help these teams and, and try to have limitations of of letting them do something. So they, I don't, I don't know really what I think about it. But this James Madison team was dominant in FCS. They make the jump to FBS and have really shown that they could do it um, without the transition. Period and, and can be on an even level with these FBS teams, and so I, it's ridiculous that this team has played so well and, and can't play in a conference championship, can't play in a, in a bowl game unless there's not enough teams. So um, I hope I hope they get past. I also uh, speaking of basketball, David Cobb, who we talked to yesterday um, when I got him on the phone earlier day to talk to to Johnny Rado, I asked him if he was able to go see a game last night. Belmont versus Georgia State mm-hmm. got a thriller, two point win for Belmont. He said it was a fantastic game. Me. Him, we talked so long on the phone um, that John was back. I think John read a spot. He's ready to talk to David. And I'm just <laughs> over here talking Belmont basketball with David. I had to apologize to John. Like I'm so
2: sorry, David got me excited once talking Belmont. Liked. I mean, so, uh, so yeah, a little bit of everything last night. I couldn't make it to the end of USC, Kansas State, Boogie Not Ellis from 24. I,
1: I've heard a lot of people saying that uh, that he ha- has a real shot of being a first-team All-American this year, maybe player of the year in the Pac-12. That's a good team. I mean, you've got Bronny James.
2: Uh, I'm not shocked, but I'm kind of surprised. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm the exact same way. But, you know, the USC team's good. They've got, uh, obviously, Boogie and, and Isaiah Collier, who might be one of the least talked about number one prospects um, in college basketball history. I mean, you do not hear a lot of people talking about Isaiah Collier before this season started. Obviously, hopefully we got some um, hopeful news, I guess you could say, from LeBron James last night on yeah, Bronny saying sure. that at the end of this month, um, he's going to have another checkup. Um, they're going to take a look at him. If all goes well there, he'll start practicing. Maybe if, if all goes well, we could see Bronny James suit up and, and playing um, around the start ahead, of the year. If I, if I I had to guess. So I would love to see that. I think this USC team is going to be We're really good. Okay. And, and that Pac-12, I mean, we've talked about how good the Pac-12 is in football this year. Um, maybe one of the top, if not the top, conference in college football. We could be saying the same thing uh, about the, that conference in basketball. I mean, when you look around USC, UCLA, Arizona, if a couple more of those teams could could step up and, and have State. good years. Arizona State, that's always one that's uh, kind of hovering there, so I mean, we could be talking about a really
2: good Pac-12 this year. Stanford lucky to win last night. Very lucky. Stanford to win, was yeah. very fortunate to win, and 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 you know, we'll see if the Pac-12 can do it. Because again, for the Pac-12 in basketball, 1997 Arizona, Damn. the last time they won it for the Big Ten, Michigan State. In two thousand, no, I couldn't make it to the end last night. After I, I knew I had my W on our picks <laughs> with the Chargers. Oh man, I, I was conked out because I didn't sleep any Sunday, and I told you, I, and I, I was really scuffling Sunday. I, 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 I've told this audience, I've told people, mm-hmm. I, I have MS, and I had a pretty strong attack Sunday, and you can tell by my voice. I don't know what in the world it was, but in the night, Sunday night, it was like. Like when something goes down the wrong pipe. Right. And it was that feeling all night, and I couldn't get my throat clear, Interesting. I coughed so hard. This is an example of how horribly out of shape I am. I coughed so hard, I'm sore from my chest to my pelvis, like ooh. I've been doing setups. Ooh, ooh, I ooh, coughed ooh. so hard Sunday night, but just didn't sleep any Sunday. But enough about me. What was the atmosphere like at FedEx Forum? It was good. It was good. I think um, you, know, you texted
1: me and asked about uh, attendance and, and sort, And I, I kind of said, you know, it's, it's what you would kind of expect for a, a Monday right. night Game against Jackson State, um, but I thought the people that were there um, were really into it. I thought uh, they they brought some really good looked, in- energy. I think um, uh, Greg Gaston's son, um, who does a lot with the with the athletics at, at the University of Memphis, he yeah he tweeted out about the student section. I thought the student section was was really good last night, and and I noticed this, and I don't know how many other people have noticed this, um, or if it was just me. It seems like. The I don't know if this would be under cheer squad, band, poM. I don't know what it would be under, but it seems like there are people stationed right. It looks around. Like a marching band. yeah, yeah, it's like there's there's cheer people good. stationed around the student section to like keep everyone lively, I guess in the student section. keep them stoked. which was cool. yeah, i I, I thought uh, I thought it was a really good atmosphere. I remember at one point, um, well, first off, when the starting lineups were announced, uh, they, sh- they shook up the starting lineup from what we've seen in, in those two exhibition games. Um, Malcolm Dandridge was put in the starting lineup. Uh, Nick Jourdain was also put in the starting lineup. Um, and uh, Caleb Mills and uh, Jordan Brown were the two that came off the bench that had been starting in those two exhibition games. And when Malcolm was announced, a massive um, applause for him, um, a really good ovation for the uh, the local guy that decided to come back this year, so that was cool. And then, um, you know, as anybody knows that watched it or listened to it or, or even really looked at the box score, kind of a slow start for the Tigers. It's kind of what we talked about yesterday. Um, probably going to be a, a slow start. You know, new team opening and, and opening night. You know, you're probably going to start off slow. And Jackson State gets up by by about six or so, and the Tigers start coming back. And I think uh, they might have. Maybe taking a lead or, or, or cut it down to, to maybe a point, and uh, Jackson State uh, took a timeout. Uh, uh, Mo Williams, the head coach of Jackson State, which was really cool that to Mo see. Williams. Yeah, that Mo Williams, and was wearing gold shoes um, that I noticed at halftime and could not take my eyes off the rest of the game. Um, but at some point, there was a timeout called, and it was it was real loud well, in there. Who's Mo I was Williams? Think
2: he is? He to top Rob Fisher? Yeah, is that I, I mean, Come man.
1: On, Mo. Now the the Thanks, rest of the all, all outfit. Did not come anywhere near no, no. Uh, Rob Fisher. But the shoes, the gold shoes, you might have to find where he got those and point Rob in that direction so he can get some. But, no, I thought it was a really good atmosphere. I thought the fans um, that were there were, were really engaged and really into it. And uh, the
2: team looked really good. I mean, I was, I was impressed with, with what I saw last all night. All the double-digit scores, all the minutes played. Now the opponent level really goes up Friday night. Yeah. We've known that since the schedule came out.
1: And another thing, and, you know, this is probably something that I'm going to say and everyone's going to go, well, obviously. But to be able for Penny Hardaway to get a three-game suspension uh, and then be able to look down your bench and say, hey, Rick Stansberry, you're up, um, is, a lot of big games. Is, is really nice. And you could tell... Um, you
2: know my voice is almost Rick Stansbury yes yeah,
1: it really is um, and and you could tell after um, the post game I, I was listening on the radio um, when, when Dave was talking to him and and you could just tell kind of the it was interesting to hear him kind of talk about coaching as an interim because I mean he's so used to coaching as a head coach and he was saying things like oh I know uh, I've been in those situations you just don't before want to mess it up. yeah you just don't want to mess it up and and I thought it was interesting I heard a lot of people talking about this um, that early on in the game, when the Tigers were were kind of struggling, and and Jackson State, who I think is going to be a a good team this year, I, I said it um, you know, going into this game, they're picked to win the SWAC, and I think they have brutal a really good schedule. shot. Uh, brutal schedule, and, and that should uh, set them up very well for uh, for conference play if they can stay healthy. Um, but you know, he, he Rick Stansbury didn't call time out at all during that time when they were trailing, um, and when they were really struggling early. And he said after the game, I just wanted them to work through this. You know, it's a new group, veteran group. I wanted them to work through that. Um, and, and I thought that was really cool to see, and, and this team being able to respond to that
2: when he was a head coach. By the end of the year, he had no voice. He had no yeah. larynx, no voice I mean he would I mean he he got close to maybe doing irreparable yeah. damage a lot of years. I I believe it. And uh no he he seems like a you know, I've
1: obviously been seeing him coach and obviously for years, um but Great I've never coach. really listened to his post game press conferences or, or heard him on the radio, you know, after He's the He's a lot
2: like Jackie Sherrill to me. Really? After they left Mississippi State I learned to like them a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I, I kid, I kid, I kid <laughs> state friends. Um, uh, but no, but I
1: he he just seemed like Williams a really, too. really good coach and uh, you know, I liked what I heard from him after the game and and my, one of my favorite things which uh, you'll hear some coaches say this, I don't think it's as big anymore than what I used to hear coaches, but he's talking to Dave, they're talking about, you know, next game, big game against Missouri and he almost cuts Dave off and goes, "What they do tonight?" And uh, and so and Dave's like, well, they won, but I think it was a little close. And he goes, anybody got a final score? Do we know? I already thinking about that next game against Missouri. So, they beat uh, UAPB, didn't they? Uh, uh, I yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. I don't remember the final score though, but you know, they gave him a final score real quick and and, and told him. And he's like, all right, yeah, you know, you know, hard, tough to go on the road and win. You know, it's great sure opportunity is. for us. So now I I thought all around a, a great first game for the Tigers. Obviously, things to work on. I mean, they got out rebounded um, by uh, by Jackson State. Jackson State grabbed eleven offensive rebounds. Um, turnovers were pretty high in the first first half, but obviously
2: first game of the year, those are things you can, you can fix down the road. I did an event this summer with Richard Williams, okay. the former Mississippi State basketball yeah. coach, and he's just delightful to be around. And really always was, but was very intense. And the Egg Bowl on the hardwoods was yeah. very important oh, yeah. to him, and it should be. And he asked me, he said, yeah, you still hate me. I said, Coach, I never hated you. (laughs) I said, in fact, I might have been the biggest Ole Miss fan pulling for you at the 96 Final Four. And I'm not kidding you, Bryant, melted these phone lines that Friday afternoon when I merely asked this question, Ole Miss fans, are you pulling for State this weekend at the Final Four? They were not. They were not. (laughs) And and many never forgave me. I said, well, I kind of am.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it happens. I guess sometimes I've and that role he got on with
2: Dante yeah. Jones that year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah. that was
1: something. It sure was. It sure was. But it was a good night, a uh, good first night of of college basketball for the Tigers, but also just around the country. It was a lot of fun. Not as big of a slate tonight, Pretty but we good. do have a
2: yeah. We do have some good games um, tonight. It's not the totality of games right, right. of last night, but there the, you can pick your spots yeah, tonight. Yeah,
1: there's some good games and, 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 and some no interesting NBA teams. tonight.
2: Yeah, no NBA tonight. Game. So uh, it'll be a lot of of
1: action tonight and a lot of college basketball and. You know, Maybe I could push a couple of listeners to go uh, go watch some NHL tonight. Maybe. I, I might have to work on that. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. 3.30. Dave Lotion, the voice of the Tigers, will join us. We'll talk... Uh, Tiger football and Tiger basketball with him as it's the, the wild time of the season for him right now as he's juggling both football and basketball for the Tigers. 345 we'll uh, get back to this Tiger basketball game against Jackson State talk a little bit about what we saw last night and also this big game against Missouri Friday night in Missouri will be a big game. We'll preview that a little bit at 345. 4 o'clock Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville will join us to talk college football. 430 at after uh, the weekend of action in college football and the NFL, we'll get to what we're certain about in both college football and the NFL. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Beaumar Chant will join us to talk NFL. 5.30, we'll get to what's trending. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell crunch time. But let me remind you. We're in our Family Leisure studios where family and fun come together. The Overstock sell Family Leisure needs your help to clear out their Overstock inventory. Select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms up under $2,000. Extended sale pricing on all in-stock hot tubs and swim spas. And the winter pool closing items up to 30% off. Off pool tables and game room items up to seven hundred dollars off in stock items family leisure also has saunas massage chairs arcades and theater seating all with free delivery and that special financing it's still available but only at family leisure 2120 Witten road just north of
2: i-40 he's bright i'm brett johnny hill with us as well our number is 901-360-8255 for text for call You can hit us up at 901-360-8255. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. The one and only Lexus dealership in town. With great offers on all 2023 models, the remaining 23s, and all the 24s, and always special leasing options. Driving luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Call them at 901-334-9673, but better yet, stop by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 23 or the even newer 24. LS 500, and you'll be looking and driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top of the line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusOfMemphis.com. Experience amazing, experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis.
0: Top story of the day.
2: Well, my top
1: story of the day is the Tigers basketball team with their first game of the season. A win over Jackson State, 94-77. to uh, JSU, they led by 6 with 12.20 left in the first half. But like I said earlier, Rick Stansbury really let them play. He wanted to see them kind of work out of that deficit and get back into it. Um, and even after the game, talked about how he wanted to, to see them play through it. Uh, Jaquan Walton, the transfer from Wichita State, uh, I've heard Dave ocean in both of those exhibition games that I uh, wasn't able to make. Uh, to either of them. I heard him during both those games talk about how much bigger Jaquan Walton looked, how much physical uh, or you know, more physical he was playing. And I saw that last night. He scored the first seven points of the game for the Tigers, scored 11 of the first 12 points for the team, and then led the team uh, when the game was over with 19 points. Seven for 11 from the field, three for four from uh, three. So a really good game for the Tigers. I thought these transfers uh, came in played well together obviously now have been around each other for a couple of months and have been practicing with each other for about a month so uh, they looked good and obviously there are some things that you want to see them improve on I don't think uh, you want to be out rebounded uh, by Jackson State and they did they were out rebounded 37 to 34 JSU grabbed 11 rebounds and those are things that against Missouri against Virginia against Texas A&M those are going to come back to bite you, and those are going to be things you look to after a loss and say, that's the reason the we lost the game. Absolutely, yeah, certainly the Bahamas. So those are things they're going to have to fix, but I think for them to be able to get a 94-77 to win and then be able to go today into film room and say, okay, look at that. We've got to capitalize on this, this, and that. I think they'll look much better Friday night in a big game against Missouri.
2: My top story, the Big Ten, the NCAA, and Michigan all cruising for a bruising. The Big Ten and the NCAA is going to be forced to have to do something, just to do something. They're going to have to do it soon. Without Harbaugh, it it will probably cost Michigan a national championship. But the calls for some punishment, I think, right now are too big, too loud to ignore. I know Michigan's threatening lawyering up and fighting. Mm. I don't blame them. Uh, You you don't get anything any better with the NCAA when you're compliant. You might as well go to the mat with them because when you're compliant and you're Uh, you're, you're, you're easy to get along with. It does you no good. So might as well fight them. But here's the, here are the games for them at Penn State, home against Maryland, home against Ohio State, and Mm -hmm. probably maybe the Big Ten championship game against Iowa. There's a loss in there somewhere Mm -hmm. without Harbaugh and with this storm going on, but you're going to have to do something. All this controversy, uh, will be breaking soon. I feel like just any second we're going to be finding out something about, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh going forward.
0: Not top story of the day.
1: Well, my not top story of the day is uh, now after yesterday we talked about that game for the Tigers against USF. Now we turn our attention to this week's game against Charlotte and the depth chart for the Tigers have has come out. A lot of questions about Seth Hannigan, a lot of questions about Blake Watson and on the depth chart and or... In both of those categories, quarterback and running back, Seth Hennigan or Tevin Carter listed for quarterbacks, Blake Watson or Sutton Smith or Brandon Thomas listed at running back. Another one. What is it, a, opening game with all the Yeah, ors? really, a ton of ores. Another or to keep an eye on. Um, is on the offensive line. Jonah Gamble who's been uh, banged up, yeah. he's listed uh, as, uh, or Xavier Hill, who's the starting right tackle which would mean if, uh, if Jonah Gamble can't go, Xavier Hill would move over uh, to left guard and then uh, Terrence McClain would start at right tackle for the Tigers. But uh, a game against Charlotte, a very winnable Just game. Just survive. And I think Get a, well for SMU. Yes, and I think this is a very winnable game for them. I think if you have to put Tevin in there, if you have to go to Sutton Smith and Brandon Thomas at running back, I think you should be able to and be pretty fine against this charlotte team
2: my not top story was tigers basketball off to a 1-0 and start against jackson state there was never much doubt about that from when the schedule came out and really from start to finish it was it was comfortable last night for the tigers a lot to learn from the competition it increases yes. exponentially friday night in columbia missouri against dennis gates and the missouri tigers they had a similar game last night in their win mm-hmm. against UAPB. Both coaches, Penny Hardaway, Rick Stansberry, Gates, both staffs, Dicky Nuts on that staff at yeah. Missouri, Houston Nuts brother, they loved last night. Yeah. They can get oh, to practice. Yeah. They can go look what we got to work on. Yeah, they love that absolutely.
1: You can look at those mistakes, and uh, you've got a couple days to try to improve on them or fix them before that big game. Friday night, but that will do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk Tigers with Dave Lotion.
2: Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday
0: on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Let's welcome longtime voice of the Tigers and host of Wolo and Friends, weekday mornings at 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, Dave Woloshin, to talk Tigers football and basketball with Bryant and Brett.
1: Dave Woloshin, the voice of the Tigers, joining us now to talk some Tiger basketball and some Tiger football as we're... To that point of the year where we're juggling both things, Dave. I want to talk with that. Uh, I want to start with the basketball game last night against Jackson State. A ninety-four seventy-seven win over the Jackson State Tigers with Rick Stansberry in there as interim coach for Penny Hardaway. What did you make of that performance last night?
0: Uh, I, I think I was pretty impressed. Uh, so you you're you're playing for real now. Um, 11 guys played at least nine minutes, five guys, double figures, two more with eight. You jiggled the starting lineup. I, I don't know why they did that. Penny uh, had told us after the Lamont owen game that he didn't like the energy at the beginning and, and, and didn't like that first group so much, so he was going to try to do something. I, I kind of felt Nick, which, by the way, is now Nicholas Jourdain. Wow. Uh, yeah, Rick Rick called him Nicholas and uh, when, you know, Danny O'Brien, our producer and our engineer, we try to personalize this. So for our starting lineups on the home team, football and basketball, we, we get the players to say who they are, where mm-hmm. they came from, mm-hmm. what position they play. And I noticed that Jordan said Nicholas. Okay. So I, I went up to him and I said, uh, I've always known you as Nick. At Temple, they called you Nick. What is your name? He goes. I'm Nicholas. They had it wrong in Philly. I wow. kept telling them. It happens. I my name is Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you want to be called Nicholas, I want you to be happy. For, we will for call sure. you Nicholas. I call, so, I, I,
2: I, and Dave, I've always whatever they want to be called, I'll call. Excuse, I'll right. Call, I'll call him that. And Dave, you know the story. Charles Howell the Third, the golfer. He right. says nobody in his life ever called him that. What he he was a third. But he filled out the original PGA Tour player card, like at the first event, and he just listed his name, you know, in full, like 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 I I would Adam Brett Norsworthy, or you would right. David William Wilotion, and that's how it stuck. Uh, Charles Howe the third, he said nobody ever called him that, but that's how it it got stuck. And and sometimes places do have it wrong. I'm glad I'm glad Nicholas got it right. Yeah,
0: I, I am too, and that's what I'll call. It. I actually told. Uh, the sports information, Kirk Downs. I said, "Hey, he wants to be called Nicholas." According to him, you got it. He man. goes, "Oh, okay." He never told me, so <laughs> we're we're going to call him Nicholas. I always thought, you know, it was Thurston Hall the <laughs> third. No, no, but no, no, no. But but you know, the
2: nickname stuck. Charlie Three Sticks. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: um, and, and and so uh, I was surprised. Uh, Malcolm put in the starting lineup with Nicholas, and, and you know. Yeah, they got off to a five nothing start, but then Texas State played pretty well. Honestly, yeah, that's that they're a team that could win the SWAC. They got a little point guard who's really good. They don't have anybody inside, so, so they lost two key guys. They lost a, a big kid who's six nine, um, whose name escapes me at the moment, but he he was considered to be one of the three best players on the team. The point guard Chase Adams was one. This big kid was second. But really, the best player on the team was going to be the very first McDonald's All-American that Jackson State had ever had on their team. And Brett, you know him well, Deshaun Ruffin, who just can't get healthy. So he's out for the year. His his knees
2: were just shot.
0: Yeah. So that's really sad. It really is. They could still win, I think, the SWAT with the guys that they have. They're not a bad team. Why they, they play so, so fast
2: last night, though?
0: Say that again? Why
2: did they play so fast? I think that's the way Memphis wants to play. I, I know Memphis does. Why did Jackson oh. State try to match that, though? Uh,
0: you know what? That That's a, a fair question for Mo Williams because he only averaged 67 points a game last year. I think because they have that kid Hunt and because they have Chase Adams, who's so quick, and they didn't have big guys. They felt the only way they could really do anything would try to be played at a quick pace. No interior game whatsoever, really. I don't blame them. It's just that they turned the ball over too many times. I mean, that yeah. that really killed them. Uh, and, and Memphis is just a better team than they are. Memphis has 11 guys they can play. Tell the guy that really impressed me the most, you're, you're not going to believe this unless you're listening to my show this morning. I don't know what they're going to do about Jonathan Pierre.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: Jonathan Pierre is a guy who played at Nova Southeastern last year, Division II school. He's a big guy. He's legit 6'9", 6'10". He hit 44-3 a year ago, guys. He hit 44 3s I'm going to ask you, if you don't know, just to take a guess. If you know, don't worry about it. You know. How many... Does this perimeter 6'10 guy, how many assists do you think he had last year? I don't know. I have no idea. 114. Wow. He's the best oh passer on the team. Have you seen some of his passes in the exhibition game in last night? Oh, yeah. He had two assists last night. I'm telling you, the guy is an incredible passer. He can hit threes. He's got length. He can run. And he's like the 10th guy in the team. Yeah. I am. I, unless Penny goes 10 deep, I don't know what you do with a guy like that. I mean, he's really an intriguing piece to this puzzle. That's how deep they are. Um, I, I think Javon Quinterly, who no, we know is going to be good, is still not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, David Jones, who I'm totally in love with, I think oh, he's going to yeah. get the numbers that DeAndre Williams got on a regular basis last year. He's got to do a better job of holding on to the ball. He mm-hmm. had like four or five turnovers oh, last night, yeah. like in the first three minutes. So he's got to value the ball better. Um, But between him and uh, Walton, I mean, one of those two guys is going to have a great game every night. They just are.
1: When I, I heard uh, you say it um, a couple of times during the first two exhibition games about how bi- how much bigger Jaquan Walton looks um, from what he looked like uh, at Wichita State last year, and, and he really does, and, and a great game from him. What have you noticed in, in kind of that size and physicality uh, from what he did at Wichita State? I think
0: he's a little bit bigger, but he was a really good player at Wichita yeah. State. Oh, yeah. Um, th- this kid is is a solid guy. I'm trying to remember where he 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 started. Maybe he started at Georgia. Is that right? I think yeah. he started at Georgia, and he played against Missouri. He was saying last night at Georgia. So this guy's been around, and and he's he's athletic. He's strong. Uh, um, I, once he figures out exactly what what Penny and and Sansbury want, I, I think I just think he's going to be great. And I I think one of those two guys. Every night is going to deliver a big game. I Dave, can't tell you which one on which night, and and maybe some nights it will be both, but I would bet there's not going to be a night both those guys lay stinkers.
2: Dave, you just said it. I think you want guys that have been around.
0: Yeah. What well, the, the average age, at least, of the first two starting lineups, not the one that was jiggled yesterday, but it would probably be appropriate, the average age of the Tigers' starting lineup was 23 years old.
2: Yeah. That, that That's older than the Detroit Pistons. I know. Isn't that something?
0: That is incredible. But Welcome helps. to college basketball 2023. I, I
2: don't mind it. Dave, I don't mind – first of all, I wanted the player liberation. I wanted the player freedom. If the coaches can do what they can do and have done to teams, walking out in the middle of recruiting dinners, then what's good for one is good for the other. Also, around college basketball – I think it creates, oh, he's there. Oh, he's there. I want to watch so-and-so there. I don't think it's bad at all. And I heard you this morning with Mike deCourcy make a great case for DeAndre Williams when we need stories. We need star power in college basketball. DeAndre Williams brought some some panache to it.
0: I, I, this is my third time to rant this. The DeAndre Williams case is really incredibly sad for me. And i give you the three reasons why. One is the kid. College basketball, now that we're NIL, which is really another word for saying pro, (laughs) now that we can get these guys, a guy who's a really, really, really good college player, but isn't the right size or the right fit for the pro game. He can make more money through NIL, a lot more money. Than he can the G League or some lower level European League, mm-hmm. so the kid can make more money. So you just cost DeAndre Williams a good chunk of change that he could just start out his life that he could have. Now he'll make he'll he'll make money as a pro, but he, he just lost a big revenue year. The Tigers lose a big part that could have made them a the branded Final star. Yeah, yeah, but that's the third thing. The sport, the NCAA, hurts themselves they've got a built-in star that espn cbs uh you name it TNT. pnt when they do these games in the tournament mm-hmm. they all want marketed guys that people like you always want it's the old rune arledge theory up close and personal tell a if story You get to meet the athlete then you start to care about the athlete yep and we would have cared about Andre Williams and his story. The NCAA just shut down, for no apparent reason, a guy that could have been a star that would have helped themselves, their own sport. It's so dumb, it just makes me sad.
2: It, and it, it's hard to rank the dumbest things, the NCAA, that they do or they've done. <laughs> but but the, the, kind of the Twitter meme, uh, verbiage of, boy, I bet they're really fun at parties. That's the NCAA. Biggest sticks in the mud ever.
0: It's just, it, it, and they cut off their nose to spite their face. They they just do. There's no. And stance. now
2: it could break them with the class action.
0: Well, it could, and you know, I, I mean, if I were Dan Jackson, Don Jackson, I think it is, that that is is the uh, lawyer mm-hmm. for DeAndre Williams. I would. I he said there was plenty of precedent that DeAndre would win his case. I know uh, Penny Hardaway believed that. I I would sue on what the NIL money would have been for him this year. Because they just
1: took it right out of his pocket. Yeah, they, they sure did. Talking to Dave Wolos the voice of the Tigers. Let's transition uh, and talk some football uh, game this weekend against Charlotte at Charlotte. And uh, the kind of the biggest question going into the weekend, Seth Hennigan and Blake Watson uh, are both kind of listed as day-to-day, I guess you could say. Uh, that's what yep. Ryan Silverfield said yesterday. What have you heard uh, about both those guys, and what is your feeling on, on will they or won't they play on Saturday?
0: Well, come on. Brian. If I told you I'd have to kill you. No, That's no, true. No. That's we can't true. go that far. No, the truth is this. He's dead today. They're both day today. And you know what? Uh they're gonna be day today tomorrow. Yep. Oh, what? Guess what? They're gonna be dead today on Thursday. We're all day today. They're gonna be day today when right. we fly on Friday. <laughs> they're gonna be day today until we see warm ups on because, right. Ryan Silverfield is not going to tell Biff Pokey. Yeah. He's not going to tell anybody in Charlotte exactly what he's going to have on the field. My gut is just from watching Hannigan walk out of the locker room with me on Saturday after the postgame that he's going to figure out a way to play. That's just yeah. my gut. And uh, with Blake Watson, I, I really don't know. I think it's an ankle, and that just depends on mm. you know how much treatment you get and yeah. how, how quickly Dang. it can heal. But I, I, they're not going to let anybody know. So, I, and I don't blame them. That's just the way it is this day and age. I, I think they should do like the NFL does and make them do a probability report. And then if if, if they're mm. caught lying, they're fined or whatever. I, I I can't stand the paranoia of coaches. I really can't. But but here's the one thing about it: they're all the same. So no, that's right. You know, true. Because one is they all are. Everybody gives them as good as they get. It get it. It yeah. And I've I've learned to deal with it. look. A guy like Greg Gaston, who does such a great job on the sidelines for our broadcast, he can tell when a guy's going in the tent. He can tell you if it's lower leg. Low. He can't even say it's his right knee. He's not going to play not on. Not on the air right. because that's the HIPAA rule. Yep. They don't want anybody to know anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be a, a fun one. Last thing for you. What, have you uh, what do you know about the Charlotte team? What do you expect uh, Saturday against the 49ers?
0: Well, I know they've won two out of their last three, and they won them on the road. That's right. They won at East Carolina, which is not an easy place to play. Ask Tulane that just barely got out of there 13-10 on Saturday. They won at Tulsa, and, you know, the only time Memphis wins at Tulsa is when they miss (laughs) field goals. Um, (laughs) It's it's not an easy place to play. I, I know that Ryan Silverfield, you know, this pokey's an interesting story. Very. We all see him as like like this buffoonish character, right? No, no. That, uh, you know, wears the sleeveless thing, thinks he's Pat McAfee, I guess. <laughs> um, wears the sleeveless thing, talks uh, in, a, in a braggadocious way. The truth is, he married a billionaire. Not bad. smart as could be. He uh, managed a hedge fund. And and a lot of people think, well, you know, he must be a heck of a businessman. What does that got to do with football? He's a football guy. Mm-hmm. He was on the staff with Jim Harbaugh on the offensive side of the ball at Michigan. The guy knows what he's doing. And because he's a good businessman, according to Silverfield, he has amassed a tremendous NIL fund. So they're going to be good in the future because they're going to buy the players. Yep. And I, we've had this conversation before, but welcome to 2023 and 24. That's what it is. Kids don't care. Not one bit anymore. About how cool the locker room is, what kind of stadium they're going to be in, uh, you know, what's their dorm look like? Is there a waterfall somewhere in the locker room? <laughs> they don't care about that anymore. Here's what they care about: how much money are you going to pay me? Because the guy uh, on on team X just offered me 120 thousand bucks. Can you beat that? And if you can, I don't care what the locker room looks like. I'm with you.
2: Yeah. E- even players demanding. Money for official visits.
0: Huh. Wow! Now I hadn't heard that one. So you've enlightened me today. It makes it, why not? It's
1: incredible. Yep. That's incredible.
0: What Get should the be money a... on the front end, just a flirt?
1: Yeah. Why? Why not? What should be a fun one on Saturday, Dave? Thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. You got it. Thank you, Dave. Brett, talk
0: tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow at
2: ten twenty-five. I'll be in studio if traffic allows. All right. You got See it, you
1: man. You, Thank, man. You, Thank you, Dave. Dave. Bye. Dave Woloshin, the voice of the Tigers, joining us every Tuesday afternoon to talk Tiger. It's been Tiger football, but now it's going to be Tiger football and Tiger basketball with the season underway. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that game last night for the Tigers in this upcoming matchup against Missouri on Friday. That's next on Sports Time.
0: Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11. Here on Sports56 and 985 FM. Now back to sports time. On Sports56 and 985 FM, this hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stat Snoresworthy and Bryant Dakis. Mm-hmm. Welcome back
1: again to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. We've been talking a lot about the Tigers today. Their first game last night against Jackson State was a victory. And um, Brett, uh, we didn't mention it earlier, but uh, that win last night, the way the Tigers won it, that's a W in the book for you and myself in Tiger bankroll. But and we you, saved Johnny. Yeah, we saved Johnny. A loss for in, Johnny in the first to game. start. Uh, it's all right, Johnny. You know, a long season. There's time to come back. Um, but for you, Brett, uh, a quick hundred dollars. I on was the grinding first, the end of the game too. Uh, oh, I bet. I'll be honest. I told you this um, when I first saw you earlier today. Um, late in the game, when it was really close, it was hovering around that spread around 94.75. Uh huh. Yeah. I was sitting there. I was I was at the game with with a couple of my buddies and, and my little brother. And I was saying, man, I, I would almost rather Memphis cover the spread here. <laughs> I, I'd rather go 0 and 1 and Tiger Bankroll than for for Brett to be up 100 dollars to start the season. Be tapped
2: out. After first game, exactly. Alma are, are a big hit, and you know, with that win last night, Joey brackets dropped the Tigers a spot in Whoa. In, in, in bracketology. So, what are they? Uh, uh nine? A, no, a, eight. A, a nine seed. Now. Wow.
1: So, who who does Joey brackets? I'm ashamed. I I have not seen this bracket yet.
2: Mino, Bruce Pearl, and Auburn. Really? Eight verse nine, winner gets Duke in Charlotte. Wow. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a, that's a, what a way to start the tournament. I was looking to see who he has in Memphis as his Valley team. Oh. He, has Drake. he has Drake. Drake's oh, in the Valley, I, aren't they? yes Yes. Yeah. Northern Iowa. Yeah, okay, it could be a team.
1: Yeah. Keep eye on them.
0: Oh yeah,
2: they're they're in the Bahamas, aren't they? Oh uh, yeah, they are. They're yeah. the they're the one
1: team that's not like a mm-hmm. uh, top fifty Kim team or something. Yeah, and especially if they make
2: threes. Sure, absolutely. But who, who does he have in Memphis? That's a good that's a good question. Memphis. Oh yeah, UCLA, Iowa State. Okay, Creighton, UNC, Asheville. Okay, and who else? I can get down for the for some of those teams. Illinois St. John's? Oh, I can definitely Texas get Colgate.
1: That. Oh, I can get I can get up for all those teams. Oh, yeah.
2: Let's keep this a lot simpler than this. <laughs> Send Tennessee, Arkansas, or Kentucky here. <laughs> And make sure you have a crowd. That's why we do the pod system. No, that'd
1: be that would that would be helpful. Uh, that would be helpful. But uh, Auburn, we'll get to see Auburn tonight. A big game for them uh, no against big Baylor tonight on ESPN. Two so, great coaches. Uh, yeah, two great coaches, and uh, we'll see. I know uh, uh, John, of course, Johnny Radio, um, when he had David on, he had to ask David. You know, well. Well what what you like in this game tonight? You gotta you gotta pick in I this game. Why. Yeah,
2: yeah, who knows? Um and, and David said he likes Auburn tonight. So I saw maybe, John you know. limping today and I told yes. him when he started playing kickball, uh-huh. I said, You're going to get hurt. Well last game of the year he does.
1: And and I I I felt some sort of way because I'm talking to him this morning while he's starting the show. He's telling me about his foot, it still hurts and yada yada yada. And then he says, played in a kickball game last night. I said, wait, wait, wait a minute, John. We got to back up here. You were complaining yesterday morning about your foot hurting and saying yesterday morning you thought you broke your foot. Why did you play a kickball game last night? It
2: just got worse. And he was like,
1: I, I, I couldn't let my team down. It the last kickball game of the season, and, uh, and of course, it was worse today. And I think he's going to He gave us all day. for his kickball team. I mean, hey, that's what it's all about. That's competition, sport. That's what we're all here for. It's for the love of the game.
2: But Friday night against in in Columbia, yeah. that. That is a good test for both sides. Absolutely. And, and I love these games. You know, when we talked about the Tigers in the 13-game non-conference, it's really 11. Right. Because you 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 had Jackson State and Alabama mm-hmm. State as is, yeah. is give me W's, but Tony Madlock's club played Ole Miss tough last night, mm-hmm. and they will be in here next week, yes. a week from Friday. Yes. But Mizzou Friday night, that that that's a good barometer. See where you are. See what you have to improve on.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game for uh, for both teams I think. And and obviously uh anytime you go on the road, uh, especially a true road game this early in the season, it's going to be tough. And so um it's not going to be easy Dennis Gates what we saw from him Last year, from a a coaching standpoint, I mean, that was a team, Brett, that nobody before the season saw coming. And then two months into the season, they're hosting, you know, game day as a ranked team, starting conference play against another ranked SEC team. Got the magic
2: back at at, at, at the arena in Missouri.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, this is a team, Dennis Gates, um, you know, Coaches uh, with a passion and, and really um, finds ways to get his team up for any opponent. And um, I just love his coaching style. I love him as a coach. Um, so this can be a good challenge. And I think, like I said earlier, being able to, uh, and this is no knock against any of, of Penny's assistant coaches or any of Penny no. uh, Hardaway's former assistant coaches, but when you're able to look at your bench when you have to sit out for a game and be able to say, Rick Stansbury, who has all of these years of head coaching ideal. experience,
2: step up. In a bad situation, I, I mean, ideal. That is that is I mean super ideal and so uh, future Tiger opponent Texas A and M Saturday yeah a well placed Texas A and M athletics department official Ross Bjork yeah <laughs> we we were visiting and spanning the globe on, on subject matter sure. and he says he thinks and, and he he says Buzz Williams thinks this can be a Final Four team
1: Wow at Texas A and M really I know True or false
2: A uh, and M ever been to a Final Four.
1: False. Very false. Okay,
2: good. Um, what does that make me? Two and one.
1: We've
0: got to keep us going.
1: though. <laughs> no. Um, no, this is a, a really good Texas A&M team, bringing back a lot of talent. And I know um, a lot of, of voters for the preseason SEC poll were split between Tennessee and Texas A&M of, of who would be the winner of the conference. You know Kentucky's going to be good. You know yeah, Arkansas is going to be good. This is going to be a really good SEC. I mean, be. You, you look around and there's some really, really good um, and talented teams and some teams that could make a jump this season. Florida could be a team that could make a jump from last year. Mississippi State um, got to the NCAA tournament. Maybe they can make another jump um, this year. So it's going to be a good SEC. Alabama? Alabama is certainly going to be good. Grant Nelson, what he did last night, I think 24 points in his first game was really,
2: really fun to see. Don't you know in Tuscaloosa that they were glad to turn the temperature down on last year? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just get to a new year. Get to a Change new year.
1: Yeah, and uh, and so, you know, this team looks like it can be very capable to compete in the SEC, and so it's going to be a really good SEC, and Missouri is one of those teams that's right there in the mix. So it'll be a good test. For the Tigers, I know we'll talk more about this game as the week goes on, especially um, Friday afternoon. We'll talk a lot about it, and we'll talk to Jason Munns about that game uh, a couple hours before tip off. But let's go ahead and wrap up this hour. Get to a break when we come back. We're going to switch gears a little. We're going to talk some college football with Brent Beard.